You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after what was a very profitable evening for the Atlanta Braves. They had a comeback, and then they had a comeback. And we're going to talk about both of those. One of them, of course, led to winning the game. The other, of course, was somebody they've been waiting to get back for about half a season now. And so we've got a lot of big things to get to. And for the Braves, it is crunch time and some very big Games down the stretch against National League East opponents, none bigger, I think, right now at least over the next 10 days than the seven games they have against the Philadelphia Phillies. The first one goes in the win column, 7-2 to the final score as the Braves picked up their comeback victory. We'll get into all the good stuff from this game. Before we do, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Enable those alerts so you'll know every time we drop a new episode. And, of course, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Jake, this was a good one. We were joking right before we got started. It was a not-so-fun game until it became very fun in the eighth inning. Yeah, the typical Braves offensive fashion, right? I mean, they can be completely silent for a while and then you know hang up a big number as they did in the eighth inning on Friday night. But it was really exciting. We talked about beforehand as well the Ronald Acuna moment. I mean, we yeah. have just not seen too many of those this year. And when they happen, they are spectacular. So I know we'll get more into it, but that right there was just made the evening. Yeah, I mean, you needed to see it. And the Braves most certainly needed some runs in the eighth inning, and they scored six times to beat the Philadelphia Phillies by a 7-2 score. So why don't we talk about it right here? Game number 144 for the Braves. It is winding down. There were only 18 games left after tonight. First of a three-game set against the Phillies. Philadelphia 80-64 and 64 now on the year after losing this game. Two runs, six hits, no errors, six men left aboard. The Braves now 89-55. and 55. They've got seven runs, seven hits, no errors, five men left on base on their tally for the night. Jesse Chavez, a win in relief. He's 4-1. and one. Sir Anthony Dominguez got knocked around in the eighth inning by the Atlanta Braves. He drops to 6-5. and five. No save in a game that lasted 3 hours, 15 minutes. Crowd of 42,578 on hand to see it. Another sellout at Truist Park. And they got to see some big home runs in this game. A moonshot from William Contreras that got the Braves their only run until the eighth inning when Atlanta scored six times on the two-run homer by Ronald Acuna Jr., that was the go-ahead blast. Contreras has 18 homers. Acuna with his 12th home run of the season. As I like to typically talk about what the pitching was doing in this game, Jake, I think that we should really start with the offense this time because the Braves really needed to see this group break out, have that big inning, and hopefully, as they say, this is contagious and the whole lineup can start to get to moving again because it kind of stalled out in the final couple of series out on the West. Yeah, it looked like it was going to be a continuation of that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not ready to say they're completely out of their funk right now, but certainly that eighth inning, you know, can help, like you said, maybe get them going a little bit. But the first seven innings of this game, highly frustrating. I mean, they had base runners in each of the first five innings, but again, just aren't able to string hits together, aren't able to capitalize on walks. You got the home run from Contreras there. It's your only run early on, and yep. things were looking pretty grim. This isn't your typical Phillies bullpen. They have some good arms coming out of there. Um, but the Braves able to jump all over Sir Anthony Dominguez. So, uh, again, hopefully, like you said, this is just, uh, you know, we see a continuation of this going on because the offense hasn't been great, you know, really for, the I think, the last couple of weeks. I know they had some good games in Oakland, but uh, really just haven't been clicking on all cylinders like we're used to them seeing. So, uh, again, love that big eighth inning. Hopefully more to come from this offense. 
Yeah, definitely need more to come. And I don't want to bury the lead here because while the Braves were busy having that big eighth inning comeback, and you do, as the, as the kids say, love to see it, they also got a big-time comeback in their starting lineup as this series began. And that, of course, was Ozzie Albies, their second baseman who had missed half the season thanks to that broken left foot. He was back in the lineup, and he was involved in that eighth inning rally. Of course, the Phillies fielders weren't really involved in catching his pop-up to left field, which dropped in for a double and two more runs score. But you'll take that as a line drive in the box score, as they say. Albies finished one for four in this game. That eighth inning included the Acuna home run, which uh, was right after pinch hitter Eddie Rosario came up and drew a walk. I thought that was a key play in this game. And great for Eddie, the native of Puerto Rico, wearing the 21 of Roberto Clemente as the Braves were off on Roberto Clemente Day, and they got to hold their own, uh, I guess, observance of that, if you want to call it, on Friday night. Wonderful to see Eddie Rosario involved in that uh, for those reasons. And clearly having Eddie Rosario involved in anything, typically when the offense is going right, can be a positive as well. But the Acuna two-run homer, Contreras with an RBI single. So Wild Bill had two runs knocked in in this game. Michael Harris got into the act with a run-scoring single. And then the two-run double by Ozzy Albies capped off what was an incredible sixth inning for the Atlanta Braves. And as Jake, you said, not even alluded to, but a sight for sore eyes when it comes to this offense. A big inning as they hang six runs on the board in the eighth to win seven to two. We'll talk a little bit about the pitching in this game, which, of course, was started by Max Fried. Before we do, I want to tell you about Coffee AM, the official sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. Head on over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today. Take a full look at their menu of coffees and teas and gift sets. A lot of great stuff. I begin my day with Coffee AM, and I highly suggest that you do the same. It'll get you going. Coffeeam.com slash locked on. Make sure you use the coupon code locked on. You'll get 15% off your first order. Coffee AM is the best small-batch coffee roaster in America. So with that big eighth inning happening, it helped the Braves pick up a victory. But I think just as important also is the run prevention. And I feel like the Braves pitching staff has been doing a pretty good job more days than not of giving Atlanta a chance to win. But the Braves offense has just been kind of looking for those big hits and having a hard time finding them. I thought this was a really gritty performance from Max Fried tonight. Six innings of two-run ball from him, Jake. couple of solo home runs that bit him. One by Kyle Schwarber in the fourth inning and one from Gene Segura in the fifth. But you know, other than that, I, I just feel like Freed, he was really in there battling and competing, and that's what you need to see from your ace on a night in which, you know, runs might be at a premium. Yeah, back-to-back games, giving up two home runs. I believe that's the first time he's ever yeah. done that. But like you said, battled through it, got through six innings, and credit to Brian Snicker for letting him get through that sixth inning. He had the lefty there in Stott that he allowed him to get out to uh, escape that sixth inning jam with two on and two outs. But you look at what he's done. He's, he's eight straight starts now of two earned or less, going at least five innings in each of those. And I feel like more than half of those, he's really had to battle. Yeah. And I, just, I think that just tells you the type of pitcher that he is, where he is, is at the point in his career where, you know, maybe he doesn't have his best stuff, but he's able to keep you in a game, pitch deep into a game. You know, how good of a pitcher he is, how good his stuff is, definitely was one of those nights. And then the bullpen coming in, and keeping the score right there, you know, a great job from from Lee and Chavez McHugh. I think that's big as well. No, it certainly is. It was a group effort. And, of course, you know, when uh, it came down, down to it, you thought it might end up being kind of a one-run game. What way is Brian Snitker going to go with the ninth inning? Well, it was Rice Iglesias who was up and throwing in that one-run game with Kenley Jansen in the Braves' dugout. So it looked like it was going to be an opportunity for Iglesias if it was a save chance. But the Braves just didn't stop scoring. So Rysel Iglesias got to throw with a nice five-run cushion, and he closed this thing out. But Max Fried, a season-high 110 pitches in this game. As you mentioned, he got to go against a lefty Stott in the sixth inning to get out of a jam. And 
he was able to just limit it to the couple of home runs, which is not very Max Fried-like to give up multiple home runs and back-to-back starts. As you mentioned, it's just not something he does. But I felt like, by and large, if Max Fried or any Braves starter can go out and give you six innings of two-run ball, you feel pretty good about your chances of winning on that particular night. The home run ball, really the only thing I could say for Freed that I'm sure he would like to see come off the board or improve the next time. I guess they can't come off the board once they go over the wall. But the little things that you clean up might be, you know, execution here or there. But give credit to Kyle Schwarber. He he was really grinding it out, too, a 10-pitch at bat before that solo home run. That was where Freed, I guess, just kind of maybe backed himself into a corner and made that one mistake to a very good fastball hitter. Yeah, and it was a fastball. I mean, it was down, but I mean, it was over the middle, but uh, just a good swing by Schwarber, who leads the National League in home runs, so that's what he'll do. And then the home run to Segura, that was at his neck. I mean, it was a pitch above the zone. So, I mean, you look at both of those home runs, I think the Schwarber might have been close to a strike, depending on what the umpire was feeling at that time of night. Um, But, you know, it's not like they were exactly terrible pitches, but... Um, yeah, I thought, you know, a good performance from Max Freed. Like you said, 110 pitches. I think the last couple of starts, you know, I think he only threw 85 his last time out. He had that range-shortened start where they only threw five innings. So good to see him, you know, getting stretched out to that 110 range. Typically, he's a lot more efficient, so he's not throwing a ton of pitches, and he's working deep into games, but good to see him to be able to go that that type of distance. Yeah, let's talk about Ozzy Albies for just a minute because I've been saying this, you know, for for quite a while whether it's on 929 the game, whether it's right here on, you know, the Braves postcast as part of Locked On Sports Atlanta or whether it's on Battery Power. Pretty much anybody that'll listen to me talk about Ozzy Albies, I'll tell you, I feel like it's critical this time of year to get a player like this back, a guy who's been such a big part of your team's personality, a big part of all the winning that you've done the four seasons heading into this year. This, Jake, I think is kind of an, an underrated ad. Brian Snitker made the old joke before the game, hey, it's kind of like making a trade and getting yourself another all-star player. It is a little bit like that, and it's been an awful long time since Ozzy Albies has been able to bring his energy out onto the field, but I don't really feel like these kind of things can can be said enough that this is the kind of thing that can give a club that's maybe searching for a little something a bit of a boost. Ozzy won for four, but having him back in the lineup, back out of second base, and back in that dugout really engaged with his team, I think is a great thing coming down the stretch. Yeah, and look, I mean, you talked about the one word you use, energy. I mean, I think that's exactly what Ozzy Albies brings to a team. Uh, you know, and I think that alone is just worth having him back, you know, especially down the stretch here. The Braves trying to finish off this division and as they go into the postseason. And I love that Brian Snicker put him in the eight hole. I mean, don't, you know, don't put him in the middle of the lineup and, and you know, put too much pressure on him. Yeah, just put him down there at the bottom and let him go because you know what he's going to bring you in the clubhouse is, you know, off the charts. You know what he brings you defensively is gold glove level. So anything I think you get from him offensively, you know, is just a plus at this point. And like, I don't know if it's a coincidence or coincidence or not but Ronald Acuna Jr. gets his best buddy back and he he has a big moment with a big home run I mean I just think what Ozzy means in that clubhouse as a team leader you know like you said especially this time of year getting that back I think it's going to be huge for this team yeah Ronald's first home run of the month of September is first since the final day of August and August was a pretty lean month for him for home runs as well they just have not come at the rate that we've been accustomed to so maybe it is coincidence Maybe it's not, and maybe it is time for that patented Acuna hot streak and having Ozzy Albies back in there, and those two just kind of doing the thing that they've done for the past few years has been nothing but a good thing for the Braves, whether you know the two of them are together or on a tear or whatever it may be. It just seems like good things are happening when those two guys are in the Braves lineup, and most certainly the Braves are happy to have Ozzy Albies back in the mix. Now, important on Friday night to pick up a win because the New York Mets picked up a win. They held on to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates by a 4-3 score 
Jake, since we last talked, the, the Mets have also had their fair share of trouble. While the Braves were losing four out of five to close the road trip, the Mets got swept by the Chicago Cubs in a three-game series at City Field. Yes, those same spoilery Chicago Cubs that ruined Atlanta's winning streak back in June, they came up big time to help out the Braves and to hurt the Mets' chances here and keep this a very close race. There's one game separating the Mets and the Braves as New York still holds that top spot, but yeah, we've got 18 games here down the stretch, and the Braves are playing all National League East opponents with one series we know remaining against those very same New York Mets. We talked about it. The Braves are going to need some help, and I feel like they've gotten it so far from the Mets opponents. I mean, the Braves schedule is much tougher. You know, you can't expect them to win every game. It feels like they need to right now just because of the way the Mets schedule lines out the rest of the way. But uh, the Braves have gotten that help and they're right there in it. You know, they obviously have a chance at the division. So I don't think you could ask for much more, you know, this late in the season. No, you certainly can't. You, I mean, you got to win the games that are in front of you. And as you said, you'll take all the help you can get. And, you know, the Pirates were able to take a game from the Mets the last time they faced, but it's a tall order. And the Mets, I'm sure, feel the same sense of urgency that the Braves are feeling right now, because despite all of the games that we have played, 144 so far for the Braves, it's all coming down to the, to the next two and a half weeks to decide who exactly is going to win the East, who's going to win a wild card, and how all this thing's going to shake out once we get to the postseason. We're going to get you set up for Game 2. Braves and Phillies happening on Saturday night. Before we do, I want to remind you that BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, reviews, and news of every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, as well as combat sports, esports, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net today to use your mobile device, and you can learn about all of the action that's happening there today at BetOnline, where the game starts. Braves will be starting out game two against the Phillies on Saturday. We wondered, is Jake Odorizzi going to get another start? And the answer to that question is yes. He's 5-5 five and five on the year of 4-1-5 ERA. Did not look great last time out against Seattle, so he no doubt will have redemption on his mind. Meanwhile, the Phillies are going to throw a pretty tough customer at the Braves. He's a Cy Young Award caliber pitcher, and I'm sure he's going to get some votes this year. Aaron Nola, the record's 9-11, but don't let that fool you. 331 ERA, big-time strikeout pitcher. This, on paper, Jake, that may not seem to be a matchup that favors the Braves, but as we know, the game is not played on paper. Yeah, I mean, look, Friday night seemed like a game that highly favored the Braves, I would think, with your ace out there. I know Suarez is a pretty solid pitcher, but because of the matchup on Saturday, Friday became, you know, almost a must-win game. Yeah, I mean, to win this series. So, you know, to be able to come back and do that, again, you got a solid start from your ace. The offense finally broke out. Um, so, you know, now hopefully they go up against this matchup in NOLA, like we said. Hopefully the offense continues and, and hopefully they score within the first six innings of a game. You know, that would be nice to see. And uh, hopefully Jake Odorizzi can kind of bounce back. I know it was a rough start his last one. And like you said, I think he's start to start at this point. I know Kyle Muller was just okay in his start at AAA the other day. Soroka, you know, had a rough inning uh, in his start at Gwinnett on Friday night. But, you know, I think there are options there. Ian Anderson, you know, out for the season now uh, with an injury as well. So, um, you know, I think that maybe be playing into it a little bit while Odorizzi is getting another option. You have Bryce Elder as well. Um, but, yeah, I think it's kind of start to start right now for Odorizzi. But hopefully he, he gets that four-seamer working up and away in the zone to left-handed hitters and into righties, and that's where he's been effective the most. Yeah, he's going to have to try to keep some hitters off balance and just maybe be more uh, attacking of the zone, I think. I mean, that seems like a, a cliche or, or easy thing to say, but it does seem like at times, I mean, and there have been some bad strike zones. I'm not going to sit here and tell you those have all been pristine, but, you know, really needing to get back out there on the attack. He had that long layoff. Seattle knocked him around for a handful of runs. Of course, Julio Rodriguez hit that homer off of him, first batter back. That was a, a, a tough ride, I guess, against a very tough club. 
and you got a tough club against the Phillies in here as well that has a chance to hurt you if you make mistakes, especially to Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, JT Romito, and company. So we'll see how it lines up for the Braves or how it winds up for the Braves, and we'll be talking to you after it's done. Jake Odorizzi, 5-5 five and five on the year. Aaron Nolan, 9-11. and 11. First pitch set for 7.20 p.m. Eastern time at Truist Park on Saturday night as the Braves look to make it two in a row against the Phillies, secure that series victory, and keep the momentum rolling towards the playoff. We hope you will keep your momentum rolling with us here on the Braves Postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, and make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. A big night at Truist Park, the return of Ozzy Albies. That was comeback number one, comeback number two. Was hanging six runs on the Phillies in the eighth inning to pick up a 7-2 victory and keep pace with the New York Mets. The Braves are one game back in the NLE standings, and they will look to make up some ground again on Saturday night, and we'll be here for you right here on the Braves postcast when it's all said and done. And for Jake Mastroianni, I'm Grant McCauley. That brings us to the end of this edition of the Braves postcast. We look forward to talking to you soon. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 